Hello, welcome to Book Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Book Talk, we get to have an author come and tell us about his book or her book. And today, we have a guest with us who's been here before. She told us how to launch right in real estate. But she promised to come back with a plan. And this is why we are welcoming back to our show, Cara Crows. Hi, Cara. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you, Anthony. Nice to be with you again. Yes, good to have you here. And uh, for those of you who have not watched uh, or may not want to know much more about Color Cross, you can go and check the previous episode that we did at Book Talk. And uh, in this episode, we shall proceed to know about the plan. The book that we are going to focus on is known as Up and Running in 30 Days by Color Cross. So just Stay there, don't touch that dial, and we are going to experience a great ride together. Here we go. So, Kara, um, for the sake of someone who may not know you, use one or two sentences to describe yourself. <laughs> oh, sure, Anthony. <laughs> well, I've been in the real estate business as a sales agent, manager, uh, regional director, and owner of a real estate company for uh, more decades now than I want to share, actually, but a, a long time. And as I tell people, though, I come from a closely related field to real estate music. Mm -hmm. So everything I do, I relate, not everything, but I relate a lot to what music has taught me uh, because those disciplines um, have helped me. And anybody who has ever taken any kind of lessons knows that there are some disciplines that are imbued in you for life, whether you hated taking piano or not. That, but that's the, that's the, that's the fast version of, of me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. And uh, now we are, we have launched into real estate, but we need to have a plan on how to go about it. Now this is where we have up and running in 30 days. Let's go in it right now. Yeah. Well, Anthony, um, as I said, I, I was a I, I am a musician. I have a bachelor's degree in piano performance and a master's in degree in music theory. I never took any business classes in school. In fact, I saw these you know kids going to you know the business school and they'd flock in their hundreds of the lecture halls, and I'm think, what in the world are they doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you don't ever get anything about business when you're in music school. Mm -hmm. So I got out of music school. I taught uh, uh, piano flute in, in colleges and privately and played in musical groups since I was just a kid um, and, and you know knew nothing about business. And then I stumbled into real estate and I did really well. First year, a uh, whole year, I sold 50 houses, but out of out of desperate need. I had to make money, right? But I didn't know what I was doing. And I had no training at that time. There was no training. You know, there was no coaching. There, there were even, there were, there were very few even books about selling real estate. So, mm -hmm. so what I discovered was I had to find my way myself. Well, then I started uh, training and I started managing. And what I found was agents go in, going into the business now, especially get a lot of training. 
but it's not put together. Mm -hmm. It's like if I were to try to teach you a Beethoven sonata by just saying, here's all the notes in this sonata, arrange them. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know how to arrange them. You're the person supposed to write. No, you just go ahead, you know. So agents go into the business and they get all kinds of, of advice. Do this. No, do this. No, do this. And what they end up is like a deer in the headlights. They don't do anything mm -hmm. because they don't know. Or they do a little bit. It's it's like if I go on a diet and I eat one less candy bar a week, I will lose weight, but I'll be dead before I lose the weight I want because I'm going so slow, right? Yeah, <laughs> Just right. this candy bar, bar is going to make it. Well, the same thing is true in real estate. There are certain activities that you need to do in a certain order and a certain number in order to be successful. So mm. what I did was... I took what I'd learned and I actually made a business startup plan for the new agent. I better show it this way mm -hmm. uh, up and running in 30 days. And it's literally the new agents business startup plan because mm -hmm. without context, you don't know what to do. And Anthony, mm -hmm. I'm just dealing with this right now. I'm consulting a real estate company and they're not starting their agents with a business startup plan, which is true of 99% of real estate companies. Mm. What they do is they start them with training. So the people go into training and they learn lots of stuff, but there are no priorities. Mm. And you know how agents say, Oh, I love real estate because I can do whatever I want. It's so, uh, no, you know, it, it's, it's what, however you want to do it. Well, it's just not true. Mm hmm. The, 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 the language you may use is different, but the, the sales principles are always the same uh -huh. in any, in any sales job. Mm, so, okay. so the new agents get really confused is I go to all this training and get all this information. My gosh, I've seen training programs that have, have 500 page outlines they give them, but there's no, there's no what to do on Monday and, and what order to do it in and how much to do it in and mm -hmm. then how to measure if you're on track. So they get in the business six months or a year, they haven't made any money, but they don't know the principles are up and running. So they don't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I like it from your perspective because you're going to share with us, not only the theory, because, uh, as you're saying, those who go to school mainly get to hear theory. Some of the teachers, some of the lecturers that are going to lecture, you have never dealt in real estate at all. They just <laughs> learned, and then they came to school to teach what they learned. But sure. uh, you've got the experience. You know where to go, where not to go, what to do, what not to do. And so when you're laying for us the plan, we are going to follow it because you've got the experience. Well, we hope so, Anthony. Mm -hmm. But again, people go into real estate. Uh, a lot of people go into real estate are people who didn't want or couldn't, weren't good at working for anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't want to take orders. Mm -hmm. And so when they go into real estate, they they don't understand that they still have to learn it. Mm -hmm. How do they learn how to sell real estate? How do they learn how to prioritize? How do they learn to make a plan? They don't, they don't realize that they really, they, it's like, it's like a kid sitting or an adult sitting down at the piano. You've got 88 keys, right? 
-hmm. and you just start pounding on them. Well, what do you hear? Noise. You have to put them in context and order. Yeah. And we musicians know how to teach you that. But on your own, how would you know how to put them in order? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Mm -hmm. So the same is true in real estate. So there's a big difference in real estate between somebody bossing you around, which we don't do that, but having somebody who lays out a business and a, a business startup plan is different. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's different from an experienced agent's plan. And we get that mixed up too. But uh, you, if you have this business startup plan and you need a coach, because just like with me, if I if I want to learn to play the piano well, I could actually take a course, an online course in playing the piano. But there would be no one telling me if I were playing correctly. Yeah. If my hands were in the right position, if I was if I was interpreting properly, how would I know? So you need a coach because every one of us. Like if I taught Anthony to play a, a piece of music and I also taught George to play, you guys would play a little differently because of your backgrounds and even your physiology. Yeah. So you would need a coach in order to help you optimize what you brought. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, a lot of agents go, well, I'll just buy the book or, or I'll just take the training. No, you also need a coach. So you guys, if you're new, in real estate, you need a great business startup plan. Now, there are lots of bad ones made mm -hmm. by people who can't sell their way out of anything. There are a lot of bad plans. Don't get one. Mm -hmm. Get one that's proven that works and get a coach. Yeah. And if you do that, you'll probably be successful unless you refuse to do the work. <laughs> but the, those are the keys. Ooh, wonderful. Wonderful. So, yeah, and as you say, it's always uh, it's one thing to learn something is another thing to do something because uh, we could hear all the greatest ideas out there. But if we don't implement them, then we are not going to have the results that we may be dreaming about. So it takes the learning. It takes the application. But it also, as you say, takes some guidance, which is a coach. So, yes. Yeah, actually, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and, and one of the things that uh, coach, good coaches do is to figure out a way <clears throat> to help you get into action because what Anthony said is extremely important. Now, this is actually any business we're in and especially sales business. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens until we go talk to people. That's when the sales starts. So a, co a good coach figures out how to help you, that individual, get into action. Mm -hmm. And a good coach tells you honestly when you're off track. Because a bad coach, now people think they like coaches that just shine them on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, I love my coach. I love to talk to my coach. The coach tells me I'm wonderful. But you're not getting anywhere. So you have you, you you want your coach to honestly tell you where you are and how to get there 
and how to get past your barriers because in sales well in anything but in sales especially you have a lot of barriers mm. you know i don't want to talk to people i don't want to do that i don't want to do this i don't want i want to do it differently those are all barriers we put up because we're scared mm. we're scared Mm. And I agree, with you. I agree with you when you stress on the idea of the coach, because I always ask people, now we have uh, those people who like watching football or soccer, as it may be known in the United <clears throat> States, the, the winning teams have the best coach. Now, you don't have a team that is going to compete in the nationals or in, for the World Cup, and they don't have someone who coaches them on. So. If you're gonna be very very successful in whatever it is that you're dreaming of then a coach should be a priority so i stress on the idea of color cross talking about having a coach in real estate exactly and another really important thing anthony and this goes along with you're absolutely right with the coaches mm -hmm. nobody ever wins with a bad coach what happens with the bad coaches um in sports you put you know you put all those people in the field what happens the the, the, the stars are sometimes we call them hot dogs that, you know, they're the ones that take the ball or in basketball and they run down the court and they make every basket and they make 30 points and the team loses. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have a great coach who understands the strength of each player and helps them meld into a team. And what the great coach has to big deal is a game plan. Mm -hmm. So, new agents if they get a coach sometimes <clears throat> they get a coach that says well go and make your business plan now that would be like me anthony saying to you you know you've never played any music anthony you haven't taken any lessons but i but go and uh, and and compose a beethoven sonata you're like well i don't know how he says let's just go do it mm -hmm. Because after all, there's 88 notes and you just put them together. Well, uh -uh. there is a pattern and there's a process for a sonata. Mm -hmm. And I need to teach you that before you could do it. Mm -hmm. So in real estate, somehow we forget all these principles and we kind of just throw it all up in the air and think anybody can do anything anyway, but that's not true. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you need to have a... The, the, the difference is in up and running in 30 days. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see it even in here. Um, but what I've done is I've made, um, I've, for instance, I've made a, I don't know if you can see this, but there, there is a, there's a startup plan which helps you figure out how much money you want to make. And most importantly, then clear down to what activities and how many do you need to do each week? Mm -hmm. Because unless you know that you, you, you don't know what to do. So in up and running, what I've done is I've not only broken that down for you and help you figure out your own goals and how to get there, mm -hmm. but it even prioritizes what are the best lead generating activities for you as a new agent to get there. Mm -hmm. How many do you need to do? And there's even a little training in here for you too. Okay. <clears throat> Anthony, what I did too was I put this all online um, as a 
a coaching program. It's called Up and Running in Real Estate. They can look it up if they want. Because what I found is <clears throat> people buy the book mm -hmm. and they go, yeah, I got a couple ideas. That's actually not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is a specific guide for you to use every day. And actually, I could probably find this back here. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. In each week, in each week, and this is true in the online course, but the online course is eight weeks because quite frankly, it takes eight weeks to do this well, mm -hmm. not four weeks. So okay. what I've done is here every week, there's a checklist of priorities of what to do in business producing and what to do in business supporting. And that's one of those prioritization things is so important. <clears throat> what are business supporting activities? All the other stuff you do to get ready or follow up, it doesn't make any money. Mm -hmm. And so what do new agents do? Or even a lot of experienced agents. They do a lot of business supporting activities because it's not scary. Yeah. Because you're not talking to people. Yeah. You're doing paperwork and you're playing computer and you're learning a new program and you're putting a new app on your phone. And you think that's the business but you don't make any money. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, how come I'm not making any money? I'm really busy. Well, that's because you're not doing what this book calls business producing activities. Can we have a clue of uh, the business uh, producing activities? Absolutely. Business uh, producing activities <clears throat> are those where you meet people, you work with people and you sell people. That's simple. So it's all um, it's all about people. It's a it's a people business. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah, not and, and, you know, and things like that. It's a people business. Since 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 all the real estate companies have run toward technology, and they're bra they're bragging, we have the best technology. No, we have the best technology. No, we have the we spent a billion dollars last year, and so. They lead agents to think that agents who go to that company with the best technology do the best. Mm -hmm. No, technology is the support to working with the people. Okay. Now, I'm not telling you not to use technology. My gosh, we all should use technology. Mm -hmm. It's the combination, but meeting and working with the people are what you do and the technology supports what you do, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Not it's a technology business and you might have to talk to a person once in a while. No, we don't get paid big bucks because we have technology. We get paid big bucks if we're really good with people. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a high commission business. Yeah. And in a high commission business, that means you as an agent have to be really good with people, mm. really service oriented, really listen, really follow up. If you say you'll do something, do it. Mm -hmm. That sounds really simple, but Anthony, only a third of the agents who, and uh, who sell a house ever go back to that homeowner after closing mm. only a third. a third so 
the chances are, Mr. Mrs. or Mrs. Buyer, Miss uh, Mr. Buyer, when you buy a home, two thirds of the agents will never talk to you afterwards, after you move in. Mm -hmm. So, what does the client think? The client thinks that the agent took the money and ran. So, agents, it's just as important to keep in touch with your clients after closing mm. as it is before so that we are communicating to the client that we care more about them yeah. than the bucks that we got. Mm -hmm. But as I said, only a third ever go back. Yeah. And Anthony, this is why I, why, why I think, I think the real estate industry, has taught agents for many years to go find a new one, go find a new one, go find a new one and just leave everybody else behind. Mm -hmm. And great agents don't do that. Great agents retain their clients pretty much forever, but they do it by creating a marketing program for after closing. Oh, that's interesting. A, a, marketing, oh, yeah. a marketing program for after closing. Now I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> because many of us think that uh, once we've got the bugs, that's it. That's what was yeah. uh, that was what what was our aim in starting the uh, the conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, exactly. And for a new agent that's got no clients, that is the. I mean, the aim first is find them and then work with them, right? Find them, yeah. But, but then we should be teaching the agents that it's it's a never ending process with the client. Mm. You you and uh, you know I I have now I haven't sold real estate for many many years, but some of the people I sold homes to are still really good friends of mine. Mm. And the reason is, of course, they became friends. But the reason too is first that I very rarely did not follow up with one with them. And I said, very rarely me once in a great while, there was somebody that just didn't love me no matter what I did. But, but not hard, not, not, I mean, very seldom. <clears throat> and you know, they're under a whole lot of stress when they buy or sell a home. Right. Mm -hmm. So, things may get stressful between the agent and the client. <clears throat> but after closing, everything settles down and the client says, Carla, thank you so much. I don't know what I would have done without you. Yeah. And any of the bumps in the road are smoothed out. So you as an agent, for the good of our industry, please go back. Go back. Take Take them a petunia. I don't care what you take them. You yeah. know, agents agonize. What should I do? What should I take? It doesn't matter. They are so pleased you came back. Take them something mm -hmm. and do it and do it in person. Don't drop it on the porch or whatever. Show you care more than the commission. Mm. And that's how you get referrals. <clears throat> I've had agents say to me, you know, I'm really angry, Carla, because they didn't, I'd sold them a home and five years later, they didn't list with me. And I said, well, have you kept Dutch? No. Oh, so you just thought it was their job 
to remember who you were, except you haven't bothered to talk to them for five years and they were supposed to pick up the phone. Well, then you just give them the commission, right? <laughs> they did all the work. Yeah. Don't do it. Keep in touch. Plus it's fun to keep in touch. Yeah. Then they think you're the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. They send you referrals. You get to be friends. That's how you do it. And mm. in up and running, up and running sets that up for you and has a section on following up after closing. Yeah. But that's another reason you need a coach because we're 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 each of us it comes into real estate with certain talents and skills and perceptions. And our we need a coach to say, oh, you forgot this part. Mm -hmm. Because we, we're concentrating on certain things. And when I write books, I always have people read them and give me feedback before they're published mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're going to see things I can't see. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> maybe I forgot something or maybe mm -hmm. I misconstrued or maybe there's something in there they don't agree with. And I then if I think I'm right, I defend it, you know, obviously. Yeah. But you never put out a book without having readers, mm. experts also in, you know, in, in, in the field. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so that's why you have a coach yeah. to help you see the things you don't see. Oh, well, and truly, really congratulate you when you're on track. Mm. Yeah, and you mentioned about the client giving you referral. In your book, Up and Running in 30 Days, you talk about four sources of lead generation, which I imagine that referral, referrals is the first one. Can What are the other three? Oh, well, for, for new agents, and I'll, I'll see if I can just find it here. What I did, because that's a, that's a really good question. I... I actually figured out what the best sources were for a new agent and I put them in priorities. And right now, of course, I'm looking and I can't see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh, good. It's, the priority plan is called 30 days to dollars. Okay. 30 days it's, to the lead, it's the lead generation plan. Uh -huh. And so because, as we said before, the agents told a lot of things. They said, oh, you could try this, but you could try this, but you could try this. Yeah. And so they run around doing a little bit of stuff that never works out. So what I did was I prioritized them for, first of all, the best source of leads for new agents. Why are they best? They're easy. They require no sales skills and they're cheap. Mm -hmm. They don't cost a lot of money. Okay. So the first one is contacting people you know and meet. Okay. Now, the reason I say you know and meet is if when I moved here, I knew two people. Mm. So I didn't know hardly anybody, but I sure was meeting a lot. I found somebody to cut my hair. Uh, I, uh, I found somebody to um, cut my grass. I mean, there are lots of people that I came in, uh, got to know as service people. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say people you know, people you meet. So when you have any kind of relationship with anyone, they're a better lead source by far than anything else. Why? Because mm -hmm. they already know you and they like you and they trust you. Mm -hmm. So 
That's number one, people you know and meet. The number two thing for a new agent is something's been around for years. A lot of people don't do it, and that's why a new agents should do it. It's called circle prospect, which that what that means is when there's a new listing that comes up in your area or a sale, listing sold, sale um, price reduction, <clears throat> You go around to the people in the area and talk about that and then ask, do you know of anyone in the area thinking of moving? Mm -hmm. So in circle prospecting, if you're new in your office every month, there are probably 50 to 100 opportunities to circle prospect. Okay. And all you have to do is go to that agent and say, I see you have a new listing. Are you going to contact the people in the area to talk about it? And the agent will go, no, I don't do that. So you go do it. Here's what's going to happen. About one out of 50 or a hundred are going to become a buyer or a seller for you. Mm -hmm. That's about the statistics. Okay. So in our area, Anthony, a commission is worth 10 to 20,000 bucks. Ah, one commission good so if you went to a 50 to 100 homes it'd take you two to four hours mm -hmm. that turns into a listing or a sale worth 50, 10 to twenty thousand bucks in our area is it worth it that's worth it yeah that's it's worth, worth it. it yeah right and the, 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 and what's so cool now you got to go in person don't send those cards or drop things off what you are forming relationships so here's how to optimize it you do it in person and you pick an area where you can go back several times until they know you it's going to take four to six times till they know you mm -hmm. and once they get to know you they oh hi carlo you're here again yeah, we have another listing, right? So you pick an area of 500 to 1,000 homes. It's kind of like farming, but it's easier because you're doing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 50, 500 to 1,000 homes where your office lists and sells. And you go to your friends and say, what? Uh, what up? You know, do you, can I optimize this opportunity? They always go yes because experienced agents won't do it. You have no competition, doesn't cost or hurt anything, mm -hmm. and you have a reason to go. And with new agents, especially anybody, any of us, we don't like to ask people without a reason. Mm -hmm. We want to have a reason. That's why collecting for charity is so easy. Mm -hmm. You know. You got a reason. Yeah. As an agent, this is your reason. Reason. So that's number two, circle prospecting. Number three, then gets a little harder. It's for sale by owners and expired listings. And why do I say harder? Because you have to get some skill there. Mm -hmm. You have to practice and get some skill. And there are some scripts and some approaches in up and running in 30 days. Okay. Number four. Number four is hold public open houses. And actually, I would put that before in this market, before for sale by owner and expired. Mm -hmm. Why? Because now the market's cooling off, at least here. 
but open houses are still a great way to meet people. But here's the difference. Okay. The first two I told you about were what are called proactive. That means me as an agent, I go out and find them. Mm -hmm. And when I'm proactive and go out and find them, I'm in control of my numbers. Yeah. Now open houses are reactive. You sit and wait and hope somebody comes in. Mm -hmm. So when I hold an open house, unless I do some other things, when I hold an open house, I'm just waiting. I could get one person. I could get 50 people. Yeah. That's why it's called reactive. Mm -hmm. Now, though, if I go to 50 to 100 people in the area and tell them I'm going to hold an open house, I'm now controlling my numbers. Because mm -hmm. I went out to 50 to 100 people. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to get more people at the open house. And I'm probably going to get one or two buyers or sellers. So mm -hmm. oh, I would put right now open houses above for sale by owners and expired. But the reason I put them for sale by owners expired first here is they're proactive. Mm -hmm. you are, I'm going out. And agents, a big mistake we make is to think that we can make money being reactive. That is, I'll just wait for my um, my uh, manager to give me a lead or reload to give me a lead, or I'll just wait for something good to come along because I've got cards and I'm in a good company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we have a good website. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It ain't gonna happen, folks. Mm -hmm. So, um, and yeah. Uh, and then and then we also have online leads um, to work if we want to. Mm -hmm. But agents don't realize that it takes about 200 of those leads for one to turn into a deal. Mm. 200. So, you okay. know, and agents go, well, should I plead for leads? Should I, as long as you know the conversion rates. But don't think that every lead you get is going to turn into gold. And what we found too is you give an agent a lead, they don't follow up. Mm. Another important so, follow up. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, no. these people aren't going to turn themselves into a stranger and buy a home from them just because they inquired on that property. Come on. Yeah. The picture I'm getting. Yeah, because earlier we talked about going after the client after they've, uh, I mean, the, the sale has been made, you close the mm -hmm. business. And then we forget that um, even before that, and, and but you mentioned it as you are, we are coming on, it, 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 you've got to be seen not once, not twice, not thrice. This is what we are calling here follow-up. Mm -hmm. And the sale is not going to happen in the first contact. And no. now, so you, we are here. We are looking at um, <laughs> this is crazy math. We are looking at uh, two hundred uh, times six. <laughs> mm -hmm. Two hundred times six. That's one thousand two hundred uh, uh, contact. I mean, going uh, again and again in order to make one sale. But then we look at the commission, the high mm -hmm. commission, that's 10,000 or 20,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. Is it worth to go through those uh, contacts to, to get the leads, to contact them, to follow them up? 
Is it worth it? It should be worth it. Well, yes, Anthony. Mm. It, yes, but agents coming into the business don't know these numbers. Mm. So they, they really think that it's a matter of having business cards and being in a good company and taking a training program. Okay. And that's, that's not what it's about. What I'm starting to, so if you guys are interested uh, later, you can also um, email me and I'll tell you a little bit more, is I'm starting a program uh, called Hit the Ground Running. So I'm going to actually train people while they're taking their pre-license test. And, you know, Anthony, we talked about my other book, which is a, which you, you should read first, Launching Right in Real Estate, because mm -hmm. some of the same principles are here. So by the time you read it twice, you'll go, oh, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did was I've taken uh, the things that are in Launching Right in Real Estate and I put them into a training course. So I'm going to help you guys figure out what you need to do, figure out your startup plan on a whole lot of other things, your budget, all that kind of thing. So you'll be ready to, to virtually hit the ground running your first day in the business. Other, because what happens otherwise is your first day in the business, your first month in the business, we're, we're trying to get ready mm -hmm. otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, and then we're, and then we're upset at the end of month one, when we haven't made a sale, mm -hmm. well, we haven't made a sale because we haven't talked to anybody. Mm -hmm. So, in my in my uh, hit the round hit the ground running training program that I will give you during pre license when you're taking pre license, I will teach you this stuff and I'll get you ready to sell real estate. So you'll have everything set to go, and then. You won't waste a lot of time and you'll make money faster. I've done this several times with agents that I've hired and I've given them this training program during the pre-license period and they always start out faster and they always make it in real estate. That's the difference. Okay. That's the difference that if you're prepared and you have a lot of this stuff done and you're not under any delusions, the other day I was talking to an agent who didn't have a startup plan. And she said to me, I've been in the business 45 days. I haven't sold anything. I said, how have you been finding people? And she said, well, I knocked on doors. I said, how many doors did you knock on? She said, 16. And I said, how much is a commission in your area? She said, 15,000 bucks. So I said, you knocked on 16 doors. Did you think then that you would find a buyer? Oh, excuse me. I said, how long did it take you? Oh, she says an hour. So you thought that you'd knock on 16 and you find a buyer, which is worth 15,000. So you made $15,000 an hour. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no one had taught her these numbers. Mm. So she thought that that's all she had to do. So she was really upset that she hadn't made any money. Mm. Or like I told an agent once, he was really upset because he hadn't made money in six months. And so I went through, you know, his what what he'd been doing and all that. Mm. I won't I won't tell you, but 
I know the questions to ask to find out what you've done, right? So I ask mm -hmm. them all the questions and I said, I said, Ned, you shouldn't be depressed. You haven't started yet. <laughs> but he hasn't. It's, yeah. like, it's like me. If I want to play a bit of sonata, but I, I've never practiced, I haven't started. You haven't started. No. Mm. How did I expect to play a bit of sonata? But you see, it's not the new agent's fault. It's our fault that mm -hmm. we don't teach them and coach them to this stuff. It's our fault. Mm. The agent I'm telling you about, she didn't know. How would she know? She must have thought she talked to six, uh, you know, she knocked on 16 doors. She'd find a buyer that turned into a $15,000 sale. That's what she thought. Mm -hmm. So it's our fault. Now, why don't, Anthony, ask me, why don't we tell them? <laughs> why don't you, you tell them? Can you, can, well, we don't want them to know. You don't want them to know. No, we don't want them to know that it's a lot more work than it was portrayed in the interview. Okay. Um, now, I'm not saying me. Yeah. I'm saying the industry. The industry, yeah. They, they, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that, and I hope the listener is also getting that, that we are talking about the industry. The industry yeah. doesn't want you to know what it all takes. But no, Carla, but is, Carla is here to give us a clue of what it takes, even as you are going to follow up with her for the training, because uh, she may tell you, but to go on the ground and get going, you need a coach. Remember that. So give us a clue of what it takes for week one. Ah, okay. Well, in week now it depends on whether you've taken my class, hit the ground running, because if you took my class, hit the ground running mm -hmm. in pre-license, then you've got a lot of stuff done. You you've got you've got 200 people in your database. Okay. You've got your letter of introduction done. Mm -hmm. You've got your biography done. You've got a lot of that stuff done that you would otherwise have to spend your first week in the business doing. Okay. okay. But your first week in the business, then, if you don't have any of that done, if you didn't do hit the ground running, then you'll need to really get ready. You have to go through your onboarding. And quite frankly, most real estate companies do not have a very good onboarding system. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to find your way through. Now, I work with companies creating fantastic onboarding systems. So there's glue to hold the people to the company. Okay. A Anthony, I, and this study is in, in the launching book. I, I studied several hundred new agents. I asked them, I asked them in a survey, when do you expect to make your first sale? Mm -hmm. You know what they said? The majority said at the end of month one. One, yeah. But the reality is. Well, uh, what I say is sometimes you've got dumb luck. You come in there and Aunt Martha buys a home from you. That's dumb luck. Right. But you only got one Aunt Martha. So you're going to have to go out just like I did. I only knew two people now. I did sell a friend of mine a home, but then I was out. I was mm -hmm. out of people, right? So then I had to go. I did all this stuff. You guys, I did everything. Why? I had to make money. I did whatever my boss told me to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't argue. I didn't tell him it was wrong. 
I didn't tell him I had a better way. I did what he, what, and I sold 50 houses my first year. So mm. basically it works. So Anthony, your first week, then you, you get through your onboarding and hopefully you have someone checking with you to be sure you're getting it done. Mm. Because in most companies, they just turn you loose. They give you a checklist and say, have a nice day. So people spend up to a month just getting onboarding, like getting their keys, getting their cards, uh, getting a, a, an email address. They spend a month just doing that stuff. And they haven't started. So what you do instead is mm. to get your business started as you start putting people in your database. Mm. Because your database are your clients. Now, it's amazing to me how many agents do not even have a populated database. Mm. Now, it goes past that. You want to put it in a CRM, a contact management system, so mm. you can use that database. Again, here's technology. Mm. So you use that database, that contact management, to create marketing plans to follow up. Mm -hmm. And But you got to have them in your database. And yeah. so many agents... We tell them to do that and they don't do it. I don't know what they're thinking. I guess they're thinking, well, I do it when I get successful. Well, you guys, you'll never get successful. I can you imagine know? this agent who is waking up every morning and reporting to the office and saying, I am an estate agent. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to work. So all he does is go into the office and wait for someone to knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even worse today. <laughs> <laughs> today, today they don't even go to the office. So it, when I started, everybody was officed in the office. And so you would see the ones that were unsuccessful. They were always in the office or, or Anthony, you'll love this. We, we had at that time, and we still have them called brokers opens yeah. where in different areas, agents are invited to see the new listings. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they, the brokers open the, the agent that is representing the listing will have food. And so, so you'll draw the people to those things with the best food, okay. not because they want to see the home, but they want the best food. Yeah. So when I started, yeah, when I started the, um, the, the unsuccessful agents were always in the office uh, playing with, uh, then they were just listing cards. They were just playing organization, right? Mm. Or, or they went to brokers opens with food. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I started out my first week, I sold a home and they were really upset. Anthony, they were furious at me. And uh -huh. I'm like, why, why are you mad? And they said, cause you don't know all the inventory. I'm like, uh Oh, I'm supposed to know all the inventory before I can sell a house. See, <laughs> they made up their own rules. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. I had to make money. Mm hmm. And I was getting clients. So I looked at homes for the clients. Duh. They looked at homes for the food. Mm. They never used their knowledge. So at first I was a little intimidated because I thought, well, shoot, I sold, sold a home. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know the inventory. Maybe I better stop and just get knowledge. Mm. I talked to an agent the other day that said, I'm part-time and I just want to learn. And I'm like, I went back to that manager and I said, don't uh, unhire her. She's not going <laughs> to go to work. She can't. She yeah. wants to look. She wants to take advantage of all your training without mm. doing, without co contributing. Mm. Unhire her. 
So anyway, so so then there were two agents in my office, though, that I never saw. You know why? Mm -hmm. They were busy working with clients. Yeah. So I started hanging out with them and I go to their open houses and I'd see how they did things. And I talked to them and they started mentoring me because they could see I got it right. That's why in up and running in 30 days, that's why I put the priorities of business producing versus business supporting yeah. because they taught me that. Mm -hmm. See, and it was really easy for me to see because I saw these poor agents sitting in the office playing, mm -hmm. you know, knowledge, junkies and then i saw those two agents who were great agents out working with people which one did i want to be like the action takers i did mm -hmm. yeah but a lot of agents will be drawn to the unsuccessful agents because it's safe mm. we want the comfort zone yeah mm -hmm. they, they want to stay in the comfort zone and they'll defend it boy you know, they'll say, well, I won't do that. And I won't do it. I tried that once. Didn't work in my area. And I'm like, man, your subconscious is working overtime to protect you from the realities of selling real estate. Mm. So at any rate, um, yeah, that's that's what you do. You, you hang out with the successful people, but you work. See, I worked or else they wouldn't help me. Mm. You know, for you new guys. If you expect help, but you're not busting your new old what? Forget it. We successful people aren't going to help you. Nothing works unless you, unless you work. Yeah, absolutely. Then we want to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who may have joined us as we are moving on, we are with Kara Cross covering the book Up and Running in 30 Days. That's a proven plan for financial success in real estate. And we are very glad that you are with us. Thank you very much, Kara. We are almost coming to the end. And we are asking the people to go and get the book. Where shall they go and get the book? You can just go to my website, just carlacross.com, and you'll you'll see it there. Yeah. yeah. And you can also, you guys, if you're if you're in pre-license, don't get up and running first, please. Mm -hmm. Get launching right in real estate. It just won an award, by the way for one of the best business books of the year. So get that one first if you're in pre-license because you need this info, tells you how to how to interview, what the different companies are like, um, how to ask some questions so you choose the one that's best for you, gives you advice like, don't go to one because it's the cheapest. Mm -hmm. There's a reason it's cheap. And you will, and new agents are like, I don't need training. I can do this myself. And they fail miserably. Mm. And it's because they didn't go to a good company. They went for the money. It was cheap. Okay. Well, when it's cheap, what that means is all they want is a few of your bucks. They are not going to give anything back to you. Mm -hmm. They're not going to develop you because they don't care. They're not in that business. Go to a company that says, that they will develop your career with you. That's the key. Mm. It matter what it costs, because mm. if if you waste time and money and get bad habits and fail, what's that worth? <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to go somewhere where they're going to invest in you and they look at it mm -hmm. as a development um, 
a development it's not a challenge isn't the right word but their job is to help you develop your career not to hire a bunch of bodies yeah so anyway so that's what you do you go to you get launching first and pre-license yeah. and watch for also watch for my uh, my my course called uh, hit the ground running it'll be out in about a month okay. um, for people in pre-license because i want to help you guys um get ready so you, and, and anthony asked a great question what do you do your first week by mm. the way that's one of the that's one of the things in launching it does cover your first two weeks in the business but you also want to ask that as an interview question mm -hmm. so they i know they, they they what they say a lot of times is well you know we um we, our, our trainings come around in a month you know just get used to things well the majority of you guys expect to sale in a month you can't tolerate that now I don't know if you're going to make a sale in a month, but if you do my up and running plan, you're going to make sales. I promise you, mm. but watch out when they go, well, we're here for you. You can do anything you want. What they're really saying is <clears throat> we support failure. That's <laughs> what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So they're not, they, they think they're being kind, but they're not being kind. Yeah. They're, they're being deceptive. So that's the first thing you do you, and you can go to my website. But if you're new in real estate, take a look at up and running in 30 days, but to especially take a look at the online training version of that, because I also coach you in that once a week, me, I coach you to that program. So wow. you get started better. Wonderful. So everyone go to www.cara-cross.com. Yeah, you can do it either way. Carla Cross or Carla Hyphen Cross will work. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yes, uh, thank you very much for sharing with us everything that you shared with us, Carla. We appreciate. But before we go, as always at Book Talk, we ask you to just leave us with a few words that we will always remember. And this is your chance. <laughs> oh, Anthony, I didn't think about this. Okay. Uh, real estate is a wonderful career for those who really want to work hard at it and achieve uh, accomplishments that I don't think they thought even they could achieve. So if you're the kind of person that's a self-starter, if you're determined and if you're a good learner, real estate may be a wonderful career for you. Um, I, I closed this last one with Anthony for launching with um, there will never, ever be another you remember that, that song. Um, and I was thinking of that, Anthony, when it changed a little bit, but the, the charm of real estate is it does have principles. Yes, you have to follow them, but you get to put you in it. And ultimately the way you combine that, you combine the principles with what you bring is how you'll be successful. So here's my best to you. And if I can help you in any way, you can always go to my website and contact me. Uh, there's a contact form there and I would love to be of help to you. Wow, that's wonderful, Carla. You didn't have to think about that. That's I did, yes. <laughs> so once again, we thank you and we thank you the viewers, uh, those who've been with us and those who get to watch the recorded version of this uh, show. Uh, on our website, bookpressmedia.com, or on the 
uh, podcast platforms, audible.com, iTunes, Google Podcast, anything that you uh, listen to the podcast with, just search for book talk at bookplace, and then you'll get to listen to this episode and other episodes. So thank you very much. Remember to share with your friends and remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And uh, at this point, I'm your host, Anthony Muerore, together with our guest, Carla Cross, and we are saying bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, thank you.